Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Okay, Brad. I've, I've been back for a week now. I have a lot of things to say. And, you know, I think it's maybe good uh, that I've been back for a week and we didn't record literally the day that I flew back um, because I've had some time to temper some of my opinions, think about it, uh, and now I'm ready. Ready to ready to just really let Iger have it? Oh, I'm not letting Iger have it. I'm happy. I'm happy for Mr. Iger, although... You know, I didn't reap any of his benefits, if there are going to be any. I was about to say, yeah, the the benefits that we have we have yet to see. Come on, Robert, what is what is taking you so long? But anyway, we're we're not talking about Robert. We're talking about you. So, Jeremy, how was your trip? So, the first thing that happened is at five a.m. when we pulled into the parking lot where we were parking our car i did spend longer than i'd like trying to scan the qr code on my phone with the trash can so that was a good start because i was extremely tired and i was waggling my phone in front of a trash can for a long time before claire said that is the trash can (laughs) okay i i really like i'm sitting over here and i'm like okay i know a lot of i know a lot of tech terminology the trash can the only trash can i can think of is that the old mac pro or the you know the old mac server <laughs> no mac pro, literally or whatever like, that was you know the mcdonald's ones that have the little like <laughs> scoop thing that so you can chuck your stuff in there it was one of those and we just pulled up to it and i was like oh that looks like something and i waggled my phone in front of it a lot and before claire like looked over like what are you doing and said that's the trash can and then i died a thousand deaths <laughs> As I then pulled up oh, one you. foot and thank spoke. Thank you for sharing that with us. And spoke to the woman who was sitting in the booth. <laughs> who has been watching, who's been watching you me. Tried. Yeah. <laughs> He's been sitting oh there going, gosh. what is this ding-a-ling doing? Waving his phone in front of the garbage can. Did she, did she acknowledge what you had done? No. She was a saint. She did... Point me to the actual scanner, though. Please scan your, please scan the QR code right there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, that is so good. That we had so a good, good laugh. We had a very good laugh about that one. It was a great way to start the start the whole experience. But if we're if we're talking about what happened at Disney World, um, day one, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that we're going to be able to. We might just have need to end the podcast there because I don't think you're going to beat that story. But go ahead, day one, day one. The only thing we really did, aside from eat at Chicken Guy, which was good. I mean, it was it was good. It was really good. The the uh, breading on the chicken's really good. Uh, it, it is above average fast food chicken strips. So I definitely okay, okay, recommend it. But but you didn't. Okay, all you said was above average fast food chicken strips. Is there a chicken strip that rates above Chicken Guy for you? A fast food chicken strip. Hmm. Because I, I gotta, I gotta know. Do I just can I go in town and get a better chicken strip, or you know, head a few hours away and go get a better chicken strip than at Chicken Guy? Y- yes. I don't think I don't think it was better than Chick Fil A. I 
And I think Cane's with sauce is better. With the Cane sauce. But Cane's without the sauce, no. Well, because Cane's without the sauce has no flavor. Man, this is definitely missing the, but the, the chicken, But the, right? chicken, the chicken guy chicken tastes mm-hmm. really good without sauce. And then they have all the... Okay, are the are the chicken guy sauces good? Is donkey sauce the best chicken guy we sauce? Didn't, all we got was three. We got... You didn't get donkey sauce. You donkey went to sauce. You went to a Guy Fieri play establishment, and you did not get... Don- I Podcast over, man. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I'm, I don't I'm know. severely disappointed in you, but... Guy, if you're listening... I I know you do, Guy Fieri. Give donkey sauce a more descriptive name. Because there's something about hearing the words donkey sauce that doesn't make you go, I want to put that in my body. And can I not say that to the person who works there? What kind of sauce do you want? Donkey sauce. (laughs) Man, they are are so deadened to it at this (laughs) point. It's like... It's like cast members who work at It's a Small World. Unless you point out to them, dude, Donkey Sauce is a playing. really weird name for for a, a dipping sauce, right? Like that's that's awkward to say. Then then suddenly their mind goes, you know, it like breaks a little bit and they're like, Oh God, people have been saying donkey sauce to me. You know, and I've then they, they slowly but surely get lulled back into this is fine. This is normal <laughs> all over again. But overall, I would recommend Chicken Guy. It was not mind blowing, but it was a perfectly above average lunch. the The biggest detriment to Chicken Guy, I will say, is that it's at Disney Springs, and it's it was so crowded. We were there on Black Friday, so it was so crowded at Disney Springs that it maybe is better when you know there's not a million billion people, and like we had to wait for like 10 minutes to find a table even so i don't know maybe the our attitudes weren't as good but i think yeah i would definitely recommend trying it so so you were at disney springs on black friday jeremy did you get any good black friday deals at disney springs no i did not we stayed long enough to eat a chicken guy and then immediately left for hoopty do review which is possibly the best thing i have ever done at walt disney world and i Cannot believe I slept on it as long as I did. Brad, hoopty do review rules so hard. Dang it, because I still haven't done hoopty do review. So good. And the food is really good. It's family style, all you can eat fried chicken, ribs, macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes, baked beans, unlimited beer and wine and sangria. Like, dude. And and it was a hundred and forty dollars for me and Claire, so seventy bucks a person. But it's it's truly like as much as you want. And and they had uh, Miller and Youngling beer, so it's like I got I had like six Younglings. Like it, it they, and they're just so nice. They just keep bringing them. The service is really fast. If you want something, it's like thirty seconds. You have it. I mean, it, it was so fast. And the show is really good. And they like. When you first get in there, they do a little bit of the show, and then there's a guy on a piano and a guy playing a banjo. And so they do a little bit of the show, and then the actors leave, but the banjo and piano music keeps going. And so you can, like, you know, sit there and converse and everything. And then 
like the actors start to kind of trickle out and they, you know, take their positions in the dining room. And uh, then they do a little bit more of the show. It's interactive. They talk to you, you know, is it anybody's birthday? Is anybody celebrating anything, you know, whatever. And so they do a little more of the show singing and dancing. And then another, I don't know, 15 minute lull where it's just music and you can talk a little bit more, talk to your waitress. We had long conversations with our waitress and she'd been there for, uh, she'd been there like 10 years. And she said, some of the people that are working at Hoopty Doo have been there since it opened in the eighties. Like there's people who have been there for 40 plus years waiting tables at Hoopty Doo. That is wild. Yeah. And she said when, when COVID happened and Hoopty Doo shut down for two years, she was over at California grill and like in a, you know, suit and tie or whatever, like, oh, welcome to California grill. And so she said, it's been really quite difficult to get back into the swing of, dancing around actors running around the dining room while she's you know got a tray full of fried chicken and and so it was really interesting to just hear that like that she she had worked in hoopty doo for you know, five or six years and then got thrown into california grill while hoopty doo was closed that uh, was was kind of funny to hear but <laughs> dude hoopty doo review is definitely going to be something that we do every single time we go so for your um for your next trip, um, is that has that been added to the? Because I, I know that you have another trip scheduled uh, at some point, and has that been added to your repertoire for that trip? Yes. Okay. Because my kid will love it. Because it's sorry, I don't. I, I'm not. I, I was. I was trying to talk around that aspect of it because I wasn't sure. You know, I don't. Don't want to spoil anything if you happen to have the podcast on <laughs> in your car or something. But yeah, so so it would be a good good kid friendly sort of. I mean, not oh, like yeah. oh, it's so it's so raunchy, but you know, I don't I don't know. Sometimes kids get overwhelmed by some of that stuff or something, I guess. No, I think I think it would be good because there's there's such a hmm, so there's there's those pockets, those 10-15 minute pockets where there's nothing happening where you can just kind of eat and talk. Um that I think it would be fine. Um, and it's not loud. There's not a lot of, I mean, there's no like gunfire or anything, you know, like there's, there's right. no big kind of stuff. Like it's, it's just singing and dancing. So, so there's, so there's a lot going on, but it's not hectic per se. Right. Yes. The hectic, okay. the only people that are hectic is the servers. Because they're having to plan their moves with their big trays of food around where the actors are. Um, so if you can imagine the dining room. So it's family style, but everybody gets their own table. So Claire and I had our own table. We had a we were at a four top, but only two chairs. Um, and all the tables are set up that, so that on every side you can get around them. And so the actors just kind of mingle around you know and so the servers are having to keep track of where the actors are and um make sure they're not you know running like getting in their way or running into them or whatever right the hecticness is in the the backstage aspect of it the on stage like for the for the uh uh spectators nah it's it's just fun okay i definitely am hearing that i need to at a trip all the way out to Hoopty Doo. So how was uh, how was transportation for uh, Hoopty Doo? That was a bummer. So at Springs, 
for some reason, there is no bus to Magic Kingdom. And because they don't want people parking at Springs and then just going to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I mean, so that's a pretty pretty easy answer there, bud. Our original, well, but our original plan was go from Springs to Magic Kingdom and take the boat. And right. so the guy was like, no, there's no bus. You can go to the Contemporary and walk. And we were like, all right. So, but you're like, I, won't, I don't really want to do that. Right. So we just took the bus from Springs to Fort Wilderness and then took the uh, internal bus to Pioneer Hall, which I will say we got really lucky with the internal bus, and it was there when we got to Fort Wilderness. So we didn't wait at all for the internal bus. We got on it. The dude shut the door, and we were off. But it was, you know, I don't know, 10 minutes from Springs to Fort Wilderness and then another 15 on the internal bus to get back to Pioneer Hall because it's way back there. Yeah. Um, but then after that, I mean, we were an hour early, and so no one was there. So we just pulled up some rocking chairs um, and sat there and looked, you know, looked at the lake and just kind of relaxed. And it was, I it mean, was not, nice. a, not a bad way to spend your time. No. And then, yeah, about 30 minutes before we had to go get our little ticket that says what your table number is and everything. And then 30 minutes later, I think the doors opened at four and the show started at 420. And then the next show started at, I think, six. So it's like the our waitress told us they have 20 minutes to turn the dining room over between shows. And so I th wow. think it was four. Our show was four twenty to five forty, and then the next show started, or the people got let in for the next show at six. So she and they do that three times a night. So, so they have so just to be minutes. clear, it's not all I can eat. It's all I can eat in an hour and twenty yes. minutes. Yes. So you get the you get all the food, food, and then they serve you the largest. And most decadent piece of strawberry shortcake I've ever seen. I mean, this thing is nine inches around, eight inches around. It's huge. And it is, it was really good, really good. But that's the dessert is strawberry shortcake. And then after, after dessert, you know, the show's over and you, you bug out. But yeah, she said they have 20 minutes to turn everything over before the next group comes in. So that after, is that is super impressive. Yeah. So after we did that, then we took the boat back. We we got out pretty quick and got to the um, dock before pretty much everybody, and we took the boat to Magic Kingdom, which was actually better because it was dark, and so we got to see all the lights of the Poly and the Grand Floridian off in the distance and the contemporary, like we could see all of the resorts around the lake because it was dark. And so they were all lit up. And then we got to see the, you know, from the, from a distance, we got to see the Christmas decorations of magic kingdom as we pulled in. And then we took our bus to um, pop and, and went in. So and we did, did you, get to do the boat. So, so question for you, uh, you got to pop, you got to your room and I know that you did touring plans and had, did you actually did the, do the deal where like they request your room for you or did you do your room request? Uh, they did it for me. I requested okay. the room and they, they did it. Did you get the room that you wanted? I did not. So that was another thing I was going to say is I know last time we talked, um, on the podcast, um, I had, you know, said if we don't get the room we want, I'm going to call and just, you know, 
complain and you said yeah you know you might as well and my my thought was if if we get a room with the queen bed which we did um it's actually two queen beds because the one is like a table that folds down into a bed which is really cool um right so we did we when we got there we were third floor building four which building four is the one we wanted but we didn't get the room we wanted so when we got up to the room our bags were there oh gosh brad i didn't even tell you we took lift from the airport when we got there because you know mirrors connect is so oh yeah because we because we talked about you were you were backing out of mirrors connect yeah because you realized you weren't going to have a car to yourself. Right, right. So uh, let's set set Pop Century to to the side. I want to talk about this because this this was a like mind blower to me. So our our plane landed at uh, like ten thirty a.m. ten thirty a.m. Orlando time. We mm-hmm. got off the plane, you know, ten forty, whatever. Like our wheels touched down ten thirty. We got off the plane at ten forty. Um, and as we were standing in the baggage area, baggage claim, I pulled out the Lyft app and I requested a car. And by the time we had our bags, the guy was driving up. So we really never stopped moving. Like we grabbed our bags. We were wheeling them out to the thing. We stood for maybe a minute and then the car pulled up and he said, you know, pop century. And then we said, yep. And he took off. And we got there 30 minutes later and bell service met us at the curb, took our bags and we just walked over to the Disney Springs bus. And within, I think it was an hour and 10 minutes of our, of the plane wheels touching the ground. We were at Disney Springs, which was bananas. So, and how much was your, your lift with a tip? It was $48. God, Jeremy, I, I know we've talked a lot of, I know we've talked a lot, a lot, a lot, God, so much about the need for, uh, DME to come back, but dude, that's pretty darn good. We paid less, less than a hundred. I need DME. We paid less than a hundred dollars to get to and from the airport. And that's with a tip. The, The rides were 40 and $42. So it was $82 without a tip, but then obviously you wanted to yeah. tip your driver. Um, so it was like, you know, I tipped him, I think, 10 bucks both ways. So it was like $110 or something. So, yeah. I mean, with Mears Connect being 250 round trip and not being, uh, not being assured a private car and minivan service being announced <laughs> coming back at... Two hundred dollars one way, yeah. So four hundred dollars round trip for many of them. That's ten times the cost. Ten x to get to to. Oh, I can't. I can't. Just yeah. I, my recommendation: lift. Get a lift. Just you put you put the destination in the app. It tells you how much it's going to cost, and it gives you the list of like ten different. You know, do you want Lyft, Lyft Preferred, Lyft XL? Do you, you know everything? Do you want a black car? Do you want a big car? Whatever, and it tells you here's what it's all going to cost, and you just tell it like, yeah, I want Preferred, whatever. It's usually a minivan is the preferred thing, and then um, it's just mini, so minivan, easy. not mini e van. Right? Yes, a minivan like a Honda Odyssey. Um, 
and then yeah you're just you're just there and you don't have to wait for a bus you don't have to do anything you know it, it's a car on the highway and as long as there's no traffic you're you're good it was it, it was so just mind boggling that like you know we touched down at 10:30 and before noon we were in Disney Springs like walking around yeah that that is wild now I will be interested to to know if things are any different when you go back and you have to get a car seat. So like, Lindley is in a booster. Okay. And so, so you're just going to bring your booster with you? Well, what what so okay, here's a here's a pro tip that we figured and and I, I again, this is a stupid thing. I've never realized this, but Southwest gives you two free bags. Fly an empty bag there. And then you can put all of your souvenirs in the empty bag and fly it back. You know, because Claire and I, we were packing and I was standing there on our scale weighing our bags going, okay, your bag is 40 pounds. So we can only put 10 pounds worth of souvenirs in your bag. My bag was 35 pounds, whatever. Fly an empty bag. Just take an empty suitcase with you. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the back off of Lindley's booster and just take the flat bottom booster in a bag or in uh, on the plane, but we're going to take an empty bag with us. And so, cause she'll need the booster for the plane. So I don't know why right. I got it. The, the empty bag and booster seat thing are two separate things that I'm conflating in my mind. Cause we had this realization when we were checking in. Why didn't we just bring an empty bag? Well, and, and let me, let me just go ahead and make it, uh, you know, an extra pro tip when you have that opportunity, you don't even have to fly an empty bag. Just get a big duffel bag. You know, that, that duffel bag that you have in your closet and then put fly it in your that bag. bag mm. And yeah, you fly that in your bag. And then on the way back, you fill that sucker up with all of your dirty laundry. Uh, and then your, you know, your hard, great ba- your good bag is the one that you use for all of your souvenirs. Cause that's what, that's what I, used to do when when we were doing the when we were you know flying rather than driving that's a okay yeah that's that's a hundred percent what we're gonna do um but anyway uh so yeah we're gonna take her booster seat and then i'm just gonna pull the back off and we're gonna take it on the plane so she can sit on it on the plane and then it's a it's just a you know at that point a a bottom that we can just put in the car and buckle her in with the seat belt she's not in a car seat anymore so we can just use that um, and that's no problem. Okay, so you, yeah, you've got a you've got a big advantage there because you're not going to have to wait for the the car with the actual car seat installed to be available. Right, any old car will do for you. Right, yes, because she's she's strictly in a in a regular old seatbelt situation. Um, the only thing I'll have to do to modify it is take the back off because right now it's got a back that we use and she can deal for you know one yeah. car or two car rides. So, uh, but yeah, so we'll do that. So yes, um, f- fly, fly an empty bag, uh, and take lift from the airport because those guys, I mean, they're just there, you know, they're always at the airport and they, when you put the, when you put the, the destination into the app, and I know this isn't new, but the last time that I used a rideshare service was 2013 in San Francisco, California. I was using Uber, 
and you had to tell the driver where you want to go and he had to type it into his phone and blah blah blah. but man now you can just put the destination in the app and like when i say put the destination into the app when we were going back to the airport i said i need to go to mco and it said and it had a a a list of terminals Mm -hmm. and so i told it terminal a you know, like it, it, and for Pop, it said, Do you want to go to the main building? Do you want to go to building one, building two? Like they have this little drop down of like, wh- so you tell it, I want to go to Pop Century. And then it has this sub thing that's like, Where in Pop Century do you want to go? And so I don't, I, I always told him to drop me off, or I told him to drop me off at the main building. I don't know, you know, how they're able to drop you off at another building or, or what, but it's so carefully. easy very very carefully <laughs> yeah it's just so easy like definitely take lift but anyway back to pop so when we got there we got to our room and it was a queen bedroom and so before we impact i you know i just said let me call him and see so i called and i said hey we'd requested a king room this room isn't you know a king is there anything you know available even if it's and i said even if it's available in a day or two like that's fine and she said right i don't know you know let me let me look what's a good callback number i gave myself a number anyway we sat there for 20 minutes i think and they called back and it was the the front desk of pop and she said i don't have a king room available tonight but I do have one Sunday night and this was on Friday. And so it was going to be two nights later. She said, I have a King room that's available Sunday night through Saturday night, which was our stay. And I said, that's great. That's fine. You know? Um, And she said, so what you'll do is Sunday morning, call this number and tell us you're ready to go and tell us how many bags you have. And what they did was we just packed our bags up and left them on the bed. And I called that morning and I said, two bags We're you know, confirming this room change. We have two bags and we left. And then they came and got the bags and put them into the, uh, bell services area. And I know that because we had air tags in the bags, so I could like, right. see where <laughs> and they all were. Of a sudden you were like, Oh, my bags are sitting in bell services for yeah. quite a while. So, they came and got them, and then by the time we got, I got the text that the room was ready, like at noon, and and it was eight p.m., nine p.m. before we got back. By the time we got back, the bags were in our new room, and the My Disney Experience app was updated, and we could use our magic pants to get into the new room. And it was the easiest thing. Like the only issue was we couldn't unpack our bags because Claire and I are unpackers, so when we get to a hotel. If we're going to be there for more than one night, all that kind of stuff. Yes. We unpack completely and we just had to wait to do that two days. But other than that, I mean, Disney moved all our bags for us. It was incredible. So, you know, be nice. My, my advice would be if you're not happy with your room, be nice, call them, tell them like, Hey, you know, is there any way we can do this and just be okay with whatever they say. But yeah, we were, super stoked to you know be basically moved to a new room with no energy expenditure uh, of our own like they did everything we went to um epcot that day and just Mm -hmm. left our bags and by the time we got home from dinner it was done so man that is that is so convenient it was great and we got a king you know then we had a king room for the other eight days of our trip and it was kind of funny because on 
on Saturday night, Claire was like, you know, a king bed is nice, but because we were sleeping in the two queen beds. Yeah. And she was like hemming and hawing a little bit about how nice it was to have her own bed. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'm finally free of you. Do I really yeah. want to go back? She was like, I was like, I can cancel the room move. Do you want to stay in your own bed? And she's like, I just like, I have so many pillows and it's really <laughs> good. And I was like, just say the word. But now she, she wanted to, she wanted to be with me after all. She acquiesced and said, no, I'll put up with you. <laughs> but yeah, so we were in a two queen bedroom for the first two nights. And then we had a king room and both were super quiet. Um, building four is the the room that we ended up in. 4303 was the okay. room that we got. It is equidistant from the Skyliner and the lobby. And it was great. Like we... We would get off the bus and walk through the lobby. Um, we would normally fill up our... Because we bought the resort refillable mugs, um, which also, they're 20 bucks each. But, oh my goodness, it is so nice, especially at Pop, because they have an outdoor um, drink refill machine. Mm-hmm. It's so nice to just have cups that you can use, especially now that they have the little RFID chip in them, and so you have to buy them on your trip. Um, it was so great to just have cups that while we were walking through the main building or in the mornings, I could just walk up to the pool bar and refill our mugs and stuff. I feel like unless you're only going to be there for three or four days, it's really worth just paying the $20 and having a cup that you can constantly go and just refill as many times as you want. It was really, really nice. Um, so yeah, so building... so my experience with those cups and I just like it was nice, but I never wanted to keep up with that cup during the day, you know. So that was so. So was it the... just not that much trouble to you, or it, well, at Epcot, I can tell you that the um, drink machines at Connections Eatery uh-huh. are out and not behind the counter. And so if you just walk in there with your resort refillable mug, you can just fill it up. Um, So Epcot's real good about that. Um, The other parks, not so much because there aren't, there's not really another one of those like cafeteria style places. But in the parks, if you can find a drink machine that is not behind the, you know, behind the counter, you can use it. Uh, okay, Epcot so Connections is really centrally located and is convenient. Well, it will be convenient when Epcot's done. I will get to sad right. <laughs> Um But yeah, it's. I understand what you're saying. Like, although it is nice to have something that you can just fill with water anywhere. Because, uh, sure. like, so at at Pizzafari in Animal Kingdom, they have water refillers in the dining room area, like by where the. Uh, forks and knives and napkins and stuff are and a lot of places have like a little water spigot that you can get to and so it is nice to have a cup that you can just fill with water instead of having to go buy a you know six dollar bottle of water but right i get that they're not good to keep up with um we this trip did not have a bag that we took with us every day 
um, in April. We will because we'll have a kid with us, and we'll yeah, I was about to say and stuff. Then you have then you have all the bag and yeah, all the things. And I'll take a you know carabiner, and we could we could we're not going to buy them because we'll only be there for you know three park days. But um, that you know, if you had a bag, I, I can. It's not really that big of a deal because there's water fountains and water spigots pretty much everywhere. But yeah, at Epcot, it's super nice because you can like just go get. Look, look, y'all. If you're if you're a Dudley Do Right kind of person, don't do that. I was I was about to ask you are are you uh, are you sharing some maybe less than uh, Brad? Is there is there an RFID chip on the connections uh, soda fountains? No. Okay, so it's not like your cup has been validated for use at the soda fountain. No, but the variable park admission for Epcot goes up to $200 per day per person and I paid $20 for this cup. So, uh, I'm just saying like I think Disney can afford to give me some Coke Zeros <laughs> in my cup. Well, and you could you could also just go to Club Cool and fill it up there. Yeah, dude, you can get a whole like 20 ounces of Beverly if you really want to. Ooh, yeah. And that's a that's a nice all-day sip right there. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, so where were we? Okay. So we checked into our hotel you, the next you've day. Stolen, you've stolen, uh, some no, soda. We, th- and... I'm jumping. We're jumping way ahead with stealing soda. I didn't steal soda till day three. Let's let's. Okay. Okay. Let, yeah. Come on. You built, um, you built up to stealing soda. I'm so animal kingdom was in, was d- basically park day one. I trying to think if there was anything notable about animal kingdom i love animal kingdom uh we rope dropped uh flight of passage and it was nice because the only other time we've ridden flight of passage we fast passed it and it was kind of nice it it was like a 30 actually get to see the queue it was a 35 minute wait because we just like like literally everyone else in the park we rope dropped and went straight to flight of passage um right we waited 35 minutes or so but the queue is awesome I mean, there's so much you miss when you fast pass. And also, I will say, being a party of two is really great when you get to the merge point um, because they're always looking for a party of two. The The amount of times a cast member walked through the, the queue and was like, do I have any twos, twos? And Claire and I were like, yeah, we're a party of two. And they, you know, grab you out of line and uh, move you up to the front. It, it happened a lot. So if you can ever go and just be a party of two, that's you know super convenient. <laughs> he um, he says on his last trip for who knows uh, yeah. how long as a party of two. Yeah. Well, I can only I, you know I got to gloat while I can. Um, so flight of passage is great. Um, I wish it wasn't just a screen, but you know it is. It is very well done. We did ride Navi River Journey, which I love because again. That is, and this will come up later, that is you moving through physical space, and I, the my only problem with Navi River Journey is it's so short. I wish that attraction was 10 times longer than it is. I would, if I could move through that, na, the if I could do Navi River Journey and it was a 10-minute attraction, I would, I would love it, because that is so immersive and, and well done. I just, I love Navy River Journey so much. I I think I even like it more than Flight of Passage, specifically because it is a physical space that you move through, and I I just appreciate that so much. 
Um, I think I think you have a good idea there, like making it longer. But if you make it longer, you're going to have to tell a story, right? So you're going to need some audio animatronics in there. Um, maybe there's some Avatarian character who is a little bit mischievous uh, and is trying Bra- to avoid Avatar. Other- <laughs> I mean, I might, I might have a line on some uh, Brer Shaman animatronics that they can get. You got Brer Shaman, Brer Cat Thing, Brer Jake Sully. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I do agree. Like, just right, the atmosphere of that ride is really nice. It's so good, and the problem is. The only problem with it is that people hear Flight of Passage is so great, and they, I guess, assume that Navi River Journey is going to be so great. So Navi River Journey always has like an hour-long wait. I'm like, man, I love Navi River Journey, but I'm not going to wait an hour for that. But I don't don't love it an hour. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. It's three minutes. I mean, it's just so dang short. Like, I man, I wish it was. But if they, but if it wasn't so dang short, well, no, I was about to say if it wasn't so dang short the the line would be even longer but really it wouldn't because they would just run more boats through it right yeah it might actually make it eat more people if they had more boats hey disney we've got an idea for you so animal kingdom you know we did kilimanjaro safari we had a really good driver um and kilimanjaro safari much like great movie ride was it's very dependent on your driver if you have a good driver who knows you know knows the points to hit, knows how to be entertaining when the animals aren't out, which sometimes happens, um, that makes Kilimanjaro Safari much, much better. And so we had a really good driver for Kilimanjaro. We rode Everest twice, um, which Expedition Everest is such a good roller coaster. I mean, that is the... Did you, did you ride it together or did you guys do single rider? We rode it together both times. Okay. Um, that is the smoothest, most just, it is such a pleasurable ride. Like, I don't understand why there, there are roller coasters that aren't like that because man, Kilman, uh, uh, Expedition Everest is so good. Um, we did see the new Finding Nemo show, which is great. And it's great. It's did you what were your feelings on the old Finding Nemo show? We love the old Finding Nemo show. And the the okay. only difference is the new show is so the old show was basically just Finding Nemo in in you know Broadway form, I guess. The new show is posed as more of a here are the characters from the movie from Finding Nemo, you know, the the misfit group that's in the fish tank at the dentist office telling you what happened in Finding Nemo. And then you end up at the Ocean Institute or whatever. So there's really narratively not that much different, but the show is as strong as always. Like, it's really good. We we really enjoyed it. Um, we avoided Dino Land like the plague and <laughs> did not do Dino Land at all. Um, but, but would you have... Do you know if you'll have another chance to do Dinosaur? I mean... Who can say, Jeremy? Any time could be your last time, man. I think the last time we wrote it was the last time. Gladly. I mean, okay, but, you know, free back adjustment isn't something you can always get. (laughs) So after Animal Kingdom, we 
and this will be a, you know, I'm not going to dwell on it every time, but this will be a common theme in this trip. Uh, we went back to the hotel room and just chilled out for like an hour or two, um, which was great. And again, highly recommend just going and chilling for an hour. Um, after that, so the, the first real like weirdness we had was our Ohana reservation for that night was at 945. And we were, you know, that was the only one we could get. And so we just kind of had it. And then I looked at the standby, you know, walk up time or whatever. And it was like, right. your weight is, is, you know, for, uh, your weight is going to be 45 minutes based on your party size. And we were like, okay, you know, let's just go. So I canceled the reservation and because now, now as of like two months ago, there's a two hour uh, reservation cancellation policy. Used to, it was 24 hours, but they just like, I think six weeks. I was before about we to went. say, did you just burn $10? No. Did you just tell us about how you burned $10? Six weeks before we went or so, they changed it to two hours. So now you can change or you can cancel day of with no penalty. Um, but we went and I joined the walk-up list from the app. And, um, oh, when you join the walk-up list from the app or when you check into a pre-existing ADR, one of the questions that it asks is, are you celebrating anything? If you are celebrating something, I'm not saying if you're not celebrating something, but if you are celebrating something, put it in there. Because since we were there to celebrate our anniversary, I told every single restaurant we ate at we were celebrating our anniversary, and we got so much free stuff, and it was great. So, just I then, as wait, a, wait, wait. Can I can I clarify something real quick? Yes. When it asked, "Are you celebrating?" and and the choice was anniversary, did it specify wedding anniversary? It said anniversary it say, slash honeymoon. Okay, so. So it's just the word anniversary. Yes. Anniversary slash honeymoon. And they did not ask. They All they said was congratulations. We were never asked how many years. We were never asked any any further questions. Well, just I just I just wanted to clarify because maybe I want to go and celebrate the anniversary of the last time I stubbed my toe on a door. It's and what I'm telling you five is they years. will not ask you what you're celebrating. Okay. okay. So welcome to uh, <laughs> Missing the Mouse, where we tell you all of the like really shady plans here's how to get for how to, how to get free stuff. Here's your, here's your free uh, soda. Oh, wait. That's on day three. But earlier, here's your free food. <laughs> so I will say almost everything at Ohana is different than it was three years ago. Did you care? Um, yeah. Like, like, was it was it worse or just different or? So the bowl that they bring you with the you've you've eaten at Ohana recently, right? Like within the no, last not not recently. I mean, within the last ten years, sure. Okay, so ten years ago, they were still bringing spits of meat around. Yes. So the new thing, which they were doing in 2019, is they bring you a a cast iron skillet basically full of noodles pot stickers and um oh what's the other thing i don't remember what the other thing is but they so they bring you this cast iron thing around and then they don't do spits of meat anymore they just bring you a small bowl full of the chicken and the beef and the shrimp 
Um, so the shrimp is obviously still the same. Like it's it's shrimp, grilled shrimp. Shrimp is shrimp is shrimp. Yeah. yeah. The will when they first came back from COVID, it was like a shrimp casserole that like I think maybe lasted three weeks before. Did you just wait? 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 Did you just say the words shrimp casserole? Yeah, it was this weird, like, oh, casserole. That, that's not right. Yeah, so n- they're back to whole shrimp, grilled shrimp. Um, the The beef was okay. Uh, the chicken was really good. It was like chicken thigh and like a chimichurri sauce. It was really good. Uh, the beef was kind of tough. It was... Uh, I don't know. It was it, it was overcooked. Yeah, well, it was overcooked and it had a lot of gristle. Like they didn't whoever butchered the the beef, which I'm sure, you know, happened a month before we got it. Um the silver skin wasn't removed and stuff, so there was a lot of like inedible what? chewiness to it, gristle. Um mm-hmm. But the the chicken was really good. The shrimp was really good. The noodles are incredible. The pot stickers were good. Um, everything, basically everything, but the steak was good. The bread pudding is also much different. They bring you a piece of bread pudding based on the size of your table. And the only reason I know this is because the table next to us was four people, and they got a much larger slice of bread pudding than we did. And you can request another one. Like it is all you say. all you yeah. can eat. You can get as many as you want. But Claire and I got a much smaller slice of bread pudding. And it it tasted more like you know those all edges brownie pans? Right. It tasted mo- it tasted more like it was baked in something like that or maybe individually baked than as a huge thing of bread pudding that was sliced and brought to our table so it it tasted fine like obviously it's bread pudding with ice cream like it it, you know nothing to complain about and the free thing at ohana was a a little plate with blondies brownies and macarons on it um so we got that to have with dessert but um yeah it was the price has gone way up and the i think overall quality has gone down a little bit um, not enough for me to say I'm never going to eat here again, but it is it is disappointing because Ohana used to be this mecca of like just everything was so good, and now it's now it's fine. You know, it, it, it's a fine meal, but it was uh, I think it was fifty five bucks a person, um, and then the Lapu Lapu, which is their signature drink in a in a hollowed out pineapple. Um, was like 20 bucks. So we got two Lapu Lapus and two, you know, dinners and it was, you know, 150 bucks before a tip. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm, I wasn't disappointed for eating there, but this is one of those things where as time has gone by, you know, and I can look back and think about it. It's like, yeah, that's a lot of money for. So, eh. so question for you, Ohana, or hoopty doo review, hoopty doo. Okay, if I, I mean, had to pick, hoop-de-doo. that's kind of that. Yeah, and and you know, it's you can definitely go to both of them. I was just curious, like if you were going to decide, because it sounds like once you add the lapu lapu, it's pretty comparable in price, it is. right? Yes, it was almost exactly the same. I think we we ended up paying a hundred and well with a tip though. Well, hoopty doo, we tipped too, but no, we didn't. Okay, so that's the thing. Hoopty doo, they charge you um before. 
So when you book the the dining reservation for Hoopty Doo, Disney charges you the hundred and fifty bucks or whatever. So it was like I think it was a so gratuity is included. Yes, and so Ohana, so you wasn't. definitely didn't see everybody around you leaving money on the table, and you stiffed your wait staff, Jeremy. That 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 definitely didn't happen, right? No, <laughs> just I'm I'm really just I hope not. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the the idea that in this world anybody would be expecting you to bring cash to to tip with is like astounding would be it would be crazy yeah. so yeah if they if they wanted if they were going to accept gratuity on top i mean i'm sure somebody would accept it if you gave them some cash but i i seriously doubt anybody was expecting it if they didn't give you you know a receipt with a a tip line on yeah. it or something so, but yeah, with, you know, with a tip, I, I, I can look it up, but I, I think Ohana was closer to 200 bucks. So, um, yeah, it, it just, it, it was, it was totally fine. And Ohana is a fun place to eat and it is all you can eat. And the wait staff is great and they will bring you exactly what you want as much as you want. And they're quick and they're, they're really good. Like I, I can't say enough good things about Ohana except for comparatively it is not as good as it was three years ago so it's it's still a great place to go but if you if you've been before maybe lower your expectations a little bit yeah okay yeah it is not as good as it used to be by the way real-time follow-up uh 18 gratuity is included with your hoopty do review purchase so yeah, you had already you'd already paid your gratuity. Good. So well, now the yes. hoopty doo meal was even cheaper uh, than the Ohana one. It's a bargain, man. When Claire and I got done, I mean, the first thing I said was, "I mean that that feels like a bargain," especially when you consider Disney pricing. Total total bargain. Hoopty doo is totally worth it. Um, okay, so now we're at Stealing Drinks Day because this is Epcot. So today today epcot okay so let me let me not just act like i'm still at disney world um epcot day day one we rode both cosmic rewind and remy on the same day well i mean of course you did because you have you had genie plus and and you had the ability to make a a virtual queue reservation so you had genie plus for for remy right and then you had uh, your your virtual queue reservation for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. I, I'm gonna I will talk about individual Lightning Lane one time. I do not want to talk about this more than once. Whoa, because... whoa, whoa! Wait, wait, wait! Stop that! Because I was I was totally setting you up for individual Lightning Lane, but the words you just said mean that maybe I don't know the whole story. So as you're talking once about into Jeremy. How many times did you use individual lightning lane on this trip? I rode okay. I rode Cosmic Rewind two times. Both days I checked the virtual queue at seven AM and five seconds. Well, that was five seconds too Whatever. long. Oh, I do it's so okay, here here's the thing. I missed the virtual queue in the morning both days, and both times I paid for Cosmic Rewind. So let's just get that out of the way. Oh I bought oh, wait, Cosmic Rewind two twi- times. And, and I'm assuming you didn't let your wife just wait for you, right? So you bought cos- you bought four Cosmic Rewind tickets. Yes. Oh. Look, man. Okay, here's the thing. 
the virtual queue, I understand it, and I think it is, for operations, a good idea. I did not realize how horrible and stressful at 7 a.m. it would be to try to do this stuff. Like, I, it's, it's hard to understand if you've never done it, how, like, how much it sucks to be at 7 a.m. on your vacation to automatically be stressed out or bummed out. It's well, awful. And, and honestly, you were staying on property, so at 7 a.m. you needed to not be on the property Wi-Fi. You I never joined on... Disney Wi-Fi even for one second. I never joined okay, the cause, Wi-Fi. Because I was about to say, you need to be on 5G, and you also don't need to be trusting your phone's clock. You need to, sign, you need to uh, load up the U.S. Naval clock. Because that's the one that Disney servers are based on. I, I, okay, so again, I know, this I know is what why you guys it sucks, are hearing. Brad. I know what you guys are hearing sounds bonkers, but I promise you, if you go look up, how do you, you know, what's your best bet to get on the virtual queue? Like these are the these are the sorts of instructions you will find, and I will say, I had success by following these instructions. But no, a hundred percent, it is it is awful. it is a stress filled experience to try to get into a virtual queue. And the first day. I missed it. I was bummed out. I I I just paid for it the first time because I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I want to. This is a thing that we really have to do. If if we're if this is the only time we get to do it, we're gonna do it. And so I paid for it. I got into the virtual queue at one because the one o'clock drop is much easier because you have to be in Epcot to get it. But I mean, I was on three caballeros. And at 1 p.m. on the nose, like I got into a good boarding group, but our callback time didn't end up being until eight and we were at dinner. So I, I got in as soon as humanly possible. I was sitting there on a Grand Fiesta tour, hitting, spamming the reload button, spamming the, you know, join queue, join queue, join queue, refresh, 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 all that. I was spamming it for, you know, every, every two seconds. Um, and I got in and I got the thing, but the callback time didn't end up being until eight o'clock and we were at dinner. We didn't get to do it. So if I hadn't purchased it, we would not have gotten to ride that day. The second day again, missed it in the morning, bought it. And again, got in at one, but the callback time wasn't until like seven thirty, and we were at dinner. So yes, I did purchase four slots for cosmic rewind. And I do not regret it at all because there was zero stress at one o'clock. One, the one o'clock drop was a bonus. Are we going to get to ride this or not? Kind of thing. It, it had nothing to do with our happiness or whether or not we'd get to experience this roller coaster. It was all a bonus. I do not regret buying it, but my opinion on the virtual queue has been changed by you've, the f- you've now. You've now experienced yeah. what so many others have experienced. It's awful. It is totally awful to have to go through that stress at 7 a.m. And and the good thing, the only good thing is only one person in your party has to do that. You can get into the virtual queue thing an hour before and pre-select everybody who you want to join the virtual queue. But no, I don't. I, I'm not happy that I ended up paying an extra $50, you know, over the course of the trip to ride Cosmic Rewind twice, but I don't regret it because I, there was so much, 
so much more I spent that energy on that was that was good. Now, having said that, Brad, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is the most bonkers thing I have ever done in my entire life. And I I needed the second ride because the first ride of it broke me. Right. Yeah. You could you you didn't you could not take in everything you had just seen. Yeah. So okay, from here on out, spoiler alert for Cosmic Rewind. Um, because yeah, the first time we rode that, which was Sunday, the Sunday we were there, um, I yeah, it just it broke my brain. I told Claire I didn't like that was incredible. I don't think I enjoyed it because the whole time I was just sitting there trying to comprehend what was happening. I knew it. I knew the the car rotated, but my expectation was that this thing was going to slow down and point me at a screen. <laughs> Yep. And show me a video, and then point me back forward you, you and do were, the. You were expecting uh, what the haunted mansion uh, seven dwarfs or seven dwarfs mine train. Yes, I was expecting it was going to slow down and do you know a few little like interstitial show scenes, dude. You do the reverse launch, and once you once you get up the hill, the the roller coaster banks left okay so if you were facing forward it would bank right and then the car rotates in the opposite direction i neither of us got motion sick but i can totally see why people get motion sick on that thing because i had no idea what was happening i was a little freaked out i i don't think i enjoyed it very much because i was freaked out by the whole because your because your brain was like, what is happening in here right now? Yeah. So, um, I, it's incredible. I mean, it is well worth the the money spent because it is it is unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. And so, and and also the Christmas overlay. It is. I, I believe the only difference is Christmas music. Right. There was no other there was nobody no, nobody was wearing Santa hats or anything. Star Lord like was not wearing a Santa Oh oh Brad. I, I didn't even I didn't even talk about the pre show. When you walk into that circular room oh, uh-huh. and the lights turn off and then you're in a completely different room uh, <laughs> I was speechless. I don't I know what happens. I know the walls just go up into the ceiling, but uh. but the way that it happens, yeah, the that first time when you don't know to be watching for how it's happening, I was it is it is magical. I was I've there are a scant few times that I have just been completely just dumbfounded at Disney. The first time I rode Tower of Terror. And the door in the back of the library opened. On um, much more recently, on Rise, that was another one where I was the drop. No, the um. Oh, just the the, the transport ship. Yeah, when yeah. you you walk into the door and then even even you on this immediately trip, head across like everybody does. Even on this trip, everybody walked to the other door just to be near the exit, and then the first order soldier walks into the door you came in 
that broke my brain. But the the room in Cosmic Rewind changing its shape, going from a, a circular room to a huge square room with exit doors. I I can't I cannot put into words how mind blowing and fun that was. And again, how grateful I am that I went into that uh, attraction knowing nothing. Well, and um, and imagine that you went into that attraction having watched a video of that. Like how unimpressive it that right. would have looked on video. But yeah, and then the, you would have and then you would have known what was going to happen. The light shut off. You're in a round room and the light shut off. And for two seconds and hopefully and hopefully you're you're just you're nodding your head along with us because you aren't listening to this spoiling this for yourself (laughs) but here we are and the lights turn off for two seconds and then the lights come back on and you're in a much larger square room and you 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 know have been transported up into space it was mind-blowing and then the uh, and then the, the roller coaster that's not even the last mind-blowing thing that happens. Like, then you actually get on the ride, and the ride is also mind-blowing and hard to comprehend. Um, it was just great. Uh, I, I cannot say enough good things about Cosmic Rewind, and I look forward to the day where it is less novel and more just a regular, you know, kind of attraction at, at Epcot. But, man, I am so thankful that we got to ride that. Man, and you talk uh, so you were talking uh, previously about Animal Kingdom and uh, Expedition Everest being such a smooth roller coaster. That roller coaster and the turning move it movement on it is just ludicrous to me. That's part of the how smooth it is. That first move where you are turned backwards and it rotates on that first bank turn. It's so natural and smooth that it doesn't make any sense like it it feels so weird because you're turning in the opposite direction the you're rotating in the opposite direction that you're turning and it feels so strange they just the way that they just keep like keep a roller coaster going at roller coaster speed Mm -hmm. and yet highlight the aspects that they want you to be paying attention you know that you can actually still get a story on a screen and you know get the that that moon right there and everything like all those different effects and they are they are directing you to them Mm -hmm. you know that there is a there is a story that's being told you you know and what there is a god there's a there's a director right that is that is in charge of this it's not just you know uh what it's not just rock and roller coaster where there's a bunch of cool stuff but it's up to you like they do put everything in front of you so i guess in that way there's some direction but it's up to you to take it in i feel like yeah it this this the way that that all feels so intentional is is wild to me i love it i love that attraction two things yeah when the moon in cosmic rewind when they point you at the moon and you're doing that, um, what's that? Spin a around it or whatever. Yeah. So you yeah. you helix around it, and at first it's like you're you're doing a regular old helix, and then the last half, you know, circle, they say, yeah, and we're just gonna like now just tip you straight forward, 
You know, like you're banked for the whole thing, obviously. But then at the last point, they're like, yeah, and we're just going to tip you forward. And what's funny to me about this, and and I don't understand. I I think I'm going to try to ask like Lynn Tester or something about this on Twitter. Um, So Velocicoaster at Universal is a roller coaster that, yes, does a lot of crazy things, but it's a regular old roller coaster. They have the same lap bar, which that was the other thing. When I got into the the um, roller coaster train for Cosmic Rewind, and all it was was a lap bar, That I was like, okay, yeah, no shoulder restraints, huh? But So at Universal, Velocicoaster has just a lap bar, but Universal makes you put all of your stuff in a locker before you even get on it. And like, you're not allowed to have anything in your pockets, no phone, no keys, no nothing. Cosmic Rewind has a little bag for you to put like your cup in. And if you have a backpack, you just put it under your legs, you know, like everywhere else. And I know Velocicoaster goes upside down, but man, I'm like, why do you need to put everything you own in a locker before you get on Velocicoaster? And Cosmic Rewind, which is rotating freely, you know, as a roller coaster that does not have any inversions, um, but Rock and Roller Coaster does. And they still have a little bag for you to put all your stuff in. And if you have a backpack, put it between, like, under your legs or whatever. Like, Disney doesn't make you put all your stuff in a locker. And I don't really, after riding Cosmic Rewind, I don't understand why Universal does. Because if, if it's okay on Cosmic Rewind, it's okay on Velocicoaster. So I that, mean, all that I can all that I can figure with stuff like that is the maybe where it's turning and what is underneath it when it turns. Mm. You know, whether or not you can afford to have anything falling onto whatever it might fall onto or mm. something. That could be. But um, I don't. Yeah, ask ask a roller coaster person because they'll definitely have way better insights than I ever will on it. The other thing is the launch. So Cosmic Rewind is a launched coaster. And I looked it up. It is built by the same company as uh, Rock and Roller. And it is the same launch mechanic as Rock and Roller. But it is so much smoother and less hectic than Rock and Roller. Well, it's the same It's the same launch mechanic that is... Tw- uh... Gosh, I don't know. I want to say twenty years newer. That, that sure, number but it's could the same. It's the same magnetic. All all I'm trying to say with that is, if you are not a fan of rock and roller because it's so, oh yeah yeah the way that the way that that uh, what acceleration happens yeah it's so it's frantic like you're just going zero to sixty. Uh, Cosmic Rewind is much smoother, and I would not let the fact that you don't like rock and roller coaster. Uh, turn you away from Cosmic Rewind. That's all I wanted to say because I, I've seen people on Reddit saying like, I don't really enjoy Rock and Roller. Well, I like Cosmic Rewind. And I think if you if you like roller coasters, you should try Cosmic Rewind. Um, yeah, at least, at least once. And the nice slash not nice thing about it, at least to me, is whether or not you like it, it's not going... It's, it's a not super duper long coaster. So... I mean, you'll be off it soon enough and far sooner than you are. At least I, for me, far sooner than I wanted to be off of it. Yeah. There's a move at the end that gave me the worst headache I've had in, in five years. I don't know what it is, but I had such a headache 
the first time I wrote it. And the second time I wrote it, all it did was make my ears pop, but it was the same move. It's at the end. I don't know what it is. I need to watch a like a low light video of it to see mm-hmm. if I can catch what the move is. But there's some move that it does right at the end that gave me a horrible headache. Huh. Um, that's, so that's weird. I don't even like nothing. Nothing stands out to me about. Oh man, I do remember there being this weird thing it did or or well, anything and, like that. So and the only reason I guess it just didn't affect me. The only thing I or the only reason I know that you know it it was at the end is because I was hoping, hoping, hoping I didn't get a headache like this again the second time we wrote it. Um, but it made my ears pop the second time. So I don't know if I just had less sinus pressure built up already or what, but I, I felt it the second time, but it did not give me a headache the second time. So I don't know. I didn't get motion sick, but I did get a really, really bad headache and no medicine would fix it. And the only thing that, that really worked was just time. It took, 12 14 hours for it to go away but it finally did so question for you because you did uh individual lightning lane for both of your experiences did i don't i honestly do not know like what is the cue like for that are you going through and seeing all of the different videos no and the the, the merge the merge point is the the first room the room with the the screen that doesn't look like a screen yeah that's the merge point. So so, they, I, so you didn't you didn't get to see any of the like they they didn't have any videos or stuff in the the lightning lane or the queue no. or whatever. The so I could see in the in the big round room when you first walk in with the huge projection on the ceiling. Right. We walked through there where it was talking about like why do humans want to just eat the leg of the turkey or whatever. We walked through there and then you just basically do a few switchbacks in that room and then you walk down a straight hallway and then you get merged into the uh the room. Oh so, bud, you've you gotta go back just to that queue is super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I did not I did not experience the queue at all. Man, that makes me that makes me kind of sad, but I am so glad that you finally got to ride that att- man, that that roller coaster is so good. It is so good. And by the way, I said it was way too short. I did look it up. So rock and roller coaster, a minute and twenty two seconds. Guardians, three minutes and twenty seconds. It's like and st- almost three it's times still, as long. It's too short. Right. And still it feels way too short to me. I, I just I wanted so much more of that attraction. So the other attraction that I did for the first time on that day was Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. So Jeremy, that was your <laughs> takeaway. The, the the pregnant pause there uh, kind of gives it away. But what was your takeaway of Remy's Ratatouille Adventure? It is fine, I guess. Um, not at all what I was expecting. And it was I was disappointed at how screen heavy it was. I you get in the little mouse and you, you know, go it does a cool trackless thing where it's like dancing around a little bit when it takes you into the, the first scene. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And then you get to the, the screen and it just sits there and, and kind of, you know, jostles around a little bit to match the motion on the movie. And then you move and you're in another screen. 
And there were some effects like the bottom of the oven, you know, actually had a fire effect and got hot or uh, I don't even know. I don't think it was a fire effect. I think it was another screen above you, but it did get hot. hot. So it did get hot. You believed it was a fire effect above you. I was, I don't know. We waited standby for that. And one, the queue is ridiculous. You wait outside for, well, we, so it was posted. <laughs> okay. This will become a, a common, a common thing. <laughs> the, the wait was posted 65 minutes, I believe. And we waited two hours, but you wait, we waited outside for 45 minutes and then we got into the building and thought, okay, we're almost there for sure. Uh, because it then, was posted 45 or it's posted 65 minutes and you were outside for 40, 25 minutes and you're going to be on that ride. Well, and then I want a map of this queue because there are so many little rooms that just lead to other little rooms. There's so many times we were like, okay, this has to be the last little room. And then you just go into another little room and then another little room. And then you go into the uh, big, you know, showroom where Gusto is there. And that was beautiful, and I loved it, and and we were really happy to be in there, and we thought, okay, this has got to be it. And then there were like six more little rooms. And then you get to the merge point where there, I was, I was so overjoyed to see a cast member. I could hear someone at like saying, you know, again, two, is any two? And I was like, oh my God, I hear, I hear the merge point. I hear it. But, oh, my gosh, the queue is ridiculous. It's so... I understand... So, I understand why Disney doesn't want to have switchbacks everywhere. Switchbacks are a bad time. They're outside, but once you get into the building, I understand they don't want to just have you walking back and forth because that they want They want to give you the impression that you're moving forward and... You're almost there. So the Ratatouille queue, though, is just switchbacks in different rooms. Like, right. you you make these, you know, pl- more than or less than 90-degree turns back and forth through these rooms. It's it, it's just ridiculous. And it, it feels bad. It still feels bad. It, they, didn't, they didn't solve the problem. But, yeah. But I don't, here's... I don't, okay, I, I, I don't do have, have a I don't have you. much nice to say about Remy. I'm I I'm glad people enjoy it. It's not for me. Um but yeah, I, what's your question? If if the posted wait time had been 2 hours, you know, 120 minutes, do you think it would have been as frustrating? No. Yeah. And I will. See, I will come back. I, I feel to like that. I feel like that's a big. I feel like that's a big difference. Like setting the proper expectations because you walked in thinking you were twenty five minutes away, and so then I feel like all of those things become very frustrating. Right. But, but you walk in with a hundred and twenty minute wait, and you're like, oh yeah, I still got a lot to go. Spoiler alert: uh, a lot of the times the wait was like forty five minutes, and we waited fifteen. So yeah, yeah. Wait it, times. It, wait times mean nothing now. Is what I've kind of learned bogus but i think i think that genie plus and all this stuff is giving them which it should be so much easier than it ever was with fast pass plus you would think like just because people are only making one at a time and the the times and everything like they they already had so much done yeah with with uh fast pass that it should be 
nothing to make it work well with Genie Plus. But no, we experienced that a lot as well on our last trip. Hmm. Where I mean, I think we maybe had one or two attractions with a with a wait time that was longer, and usually you could tell because you could tell the ride went one hundred one or something at some point. Uh, you know, because the line suddenly wasn't moving for quite a while, and either that or the ride had gone one one earlier in the day. And so they were having more mm. people, yeah. you know, returning on uh, Genie Plus reservations, and that was throwing off their wait times. And like I said, usually you could tell either one of those. But, yeah, the number of, hey, it says 40 minutes, and we're waiting 10 was kind of wild to me. Yeah. So other uh, other than that, the only real, you know, the only new stuff we did in, in Epcot was we had lunch at uh, San Angel Inn in the Pyramid which was great. It, well worth it. it. It's not that expensive. I mean, it, it's Disney expensive, but it's not gross, like, but grossly in, but expensive. But in Disney, but once you switch to Disney pricing, it's not that bad. It's great. Um, and then Teppanetto for dinner, which Teppanetto, the food was good. The people, it's a hibachi place. The, the other party at our table sucked. And oh, man. if you've I'm ever so been sorry. to Benihana or another hibachi place, the other people at your table really can make or break the experience. And we had a bad table. So the food was really good and the drinks were really good. And our chef was really good and he was into it. And I will say having a Japanese person cook your hibachi is much different than going to Benihana or something uh, and having you know someone who isn't necessarily, uh, I don't know, into it. Maybe I don't know. Our guy was super into it. He was he was well, very good. And I think I think that that's probably even more than you know the nationality is just somebody no, who yeah, actually that, you're right who's you're right. actually putting on a show for you versus somebody who's like, and then I have to do this. Right. Oh, watch the shrimp flies up. Yeah. I mean, he you was know, it's kind it. of. What it's kind of like uh, Jungle Cruise or uh, what did what did we discuss? Oh, Safari! Like it's another one of those things where yeah. the person who is involved makes or breaks your experience. Well, though you as you found, also the other party at your table makes yes. or breaks your experience. Yeah, so they were not great. They were complainy, and they had some people who were just on their phone the whole time and yelling about things on their phone and anyway it was not a a great you know experience from that but aspect. you're not but but it sounds like you're not really putting that on them no 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 or no the food not was really on, good i would go back yeah to not on tepanito no problem next um, time you're just going to make sure you bring enough people to f- fill an entire table yes correct or at least Sweet. be the majority. <laughs> just just let me just let me know when you're paying for my ticket and my dinner and I will be there, bud. I'm I'm nothing if not helpful. Oh, I appreciate you so much. The next day was Magic Kingdom in the morning. So we went to Magic Kingdom, um basically rode everything except so we did everything in Adventureland and Frontierland basically um that was a it was a pretty solid morning but we got everything went back to the room um rested for like an hour and then we we park hopped over to hollywood studios and i'm happy that uh we talked about remy first because the first thing we did in hollywood studios was mickey and minnie's runaway railway which is 
incredible. Remember, and, remember when I told you that it just I did not understand why they put that attraction there when they had Runaway Railway. Yeah, that's why, bud, because Mickey and Minnie's is, Runaway Railway is, the is precursor to Runaway Railway. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is everything I wanted Remy to be. It is great. Oh, my gosh. It's I, I love great movie ride. I wish great movie ride was still there. But man, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is a is a service like it, it's a good successor to Great Movie Ride. I was so pleased. We rode Mickey and Minnie's like five times while we were there. We just kept going back. And dude, the again, it's you're moving through a physical space. There is a screen. But it is a supplemental to the experience, and it's really well done. It is way better than any of the Remy screens. The the one the the waterfall scene in Mickey and Minnie's. Well, way but there better. and there are screens throughout it, right? Well, like, yes, but there's only one time where you pull up into where it's a all cove about screen, yes, and look at a screen and stay still. The rest of it, you're moving, you're shaking, you're dancing. That wonderful daisy animatronic is leading you in a waltz and man they so seven doors mine train we have made our opinions clear the screen faces on seven doors mine train are not good so they took all of that into consideration because the screen faces on mickey and minnie's are great they're so good and i I don't have anything negative to say about Mickey and Minnie's Railway Railway. I was so excited by that. And again, we we went back, I think we rode it five times. Like we went back over and over and over and over again to ride Mickey and Minnie's because it is just so refreshing to have this trackless experience. And it does matter which car you're in, whether you get into the uh tornado first whether you get into the uh scene where you know they're doing construction on the street first or last like it does matter and it gives it rewritability because it's a very different experience to to see that stuff first and the cars do different things depending on which one you're in and it also makes a difference at the end when you rejoin goofy whether you're in the front or the back um, because you get a lot more time with Mickey and Minnie playing the song in the front. And again, Brad, the pre-show of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway exploded my brain. <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that so good? I walked into that room and the first thing I said to Claire is, how are we getting out of this room? Because I walked in and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I know I'm a, a ding dong and I'm not a normal person. But the first thing I noticed in there was there's no exit. There's no way to get out of here. And this I was like, how are no we? windows and yeah, no doors. Right. That's that stupid haunted mansion. That's what makes me think that. But I, Claire goes, maybe we're going to go through the screen. And I was like, how? You know, I'm <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's real funny, babe. <laughs> how are we going to do that? you dumb dumb. That'll and never then, happen. So that is like, oh, my gosh. The perfect, like, the pie flies up. And the cartoon that they show isn't too long. It's just long enough for you to, like, get into it. And then the pie flies up, gets stuck in the train. The screen blows up. There's smoke. 
there's a little bit of cast member um uh there's a little bit of cast member interaction and then you walk into the cartoon experience Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and then the exit which I really appreciated you walk out back of the out. cartoon yes so wonderful man you leave the cartoon through a busted screen the same screen as you came in and you're back in the real world they didn't have to do that but they did and I appreciate it I 10 out of 10 Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway I loved it so much oh yeah I, I adore that attraction Unfortunately, unfortunately, my daughter does get a little bit scared by it uh, because, you know, there are some like the what the road scene and the dynamite and stuff that freaked her out a little bit. She did. She did go ahead and write it again. Uh, and, you know, was and I think we kind of reminded her that that was coming up and she handled it better. But, oh, God, it's just it's it's so well done. And like you said, just a great mix of screens doing things that otherwise you wouldn't be able to do, but still having tangible things. Well, in the room, the room with the, with the alcove screens. Yes. When you first enter that room, the environment, you know, is on land. And then you go into this alcove and you go down a waterfall and you're underwater and you pull out and the, you pull out of the alcove and the whole scene behind you has changed because mm-hmm. it's all projection mapped. So now you're underwater and then you, you walk through the, or you drive through the pipe and then all the water drains out and you're back, you know, whatever. But the projection mapping on that is so it's supplemental. It's not everything. It is supplemental and it is necessary. That attraction would not be, half as good as it is without it but it would be it would be super boring if you go in and the projectors aren't working i am i am a hundred percent into supplemental cosmic rewind supplemental the attraction would not be as good as it is without the projection mapping but it is supplemental and the attraction is still good without it remy's ratatouille adventure supplemental is nothing because you'd still because you'd still be riding around in a rat yeah. without the projections i don't know man. but yeah so mickey and minnie's railway mickey and minnie's runaway railway very long title uh so good um that same day we did ride rise of the resistance again and this was a time where we said oh the wait's an hour we'll go and 15 minutes and and the funny thing about Rise is the last time we had ridden it was the day it opened, and so we had zero uh zero like memory of the queue, and so we were you know in the queue and we were like okay yeah okay an hour from here cool beans um so we right. waited and had no idea and then all of a sudden we're in the Ray room you know with BB-8 and Ray and and it was I think it was twenty minutes twenty minutes later we wrote it and. And you're like, so, I don't remember. I don't remember the the queue after this taking forty. Oh wait, because there's not a queue after this. Yeah. So the only thing that happened on Rise, though, uh, we did get um, Kylo Ren be for better, but we rode Rise three times, and every time we rode it, the big guns were B mode. The big guns, I don't think, have been A mode in like forever. Oh, I think I think B mode is the mode now for the guns. From Dude. what I've from what I've heard, which is extremely. Did you ever get to see those in A mode? I I think I did once. Those 
or seeing, maybe but here's the thing dude it's it's like it could have been a video that i saw seeing something that large move in front of you is meaningful and so what the cars do now is or the they you move through the guns and then they back up together like in in unison both of the cars back up and then move forward again and it's fine and then you get into the Kylo Ren scene and I still think be for better um, 100% the video of Kylo Ren getting shot down is better than the wonky animatronic um, the drop still rules I giggled like an idiot every single time that happened I, I think there is a random delay um, and it may just be like between half a second and one and a half seconds but I did notice the other times we wrote it in this trip that it felt different how long between when the um when the car clicks into the mm-hmm. the locks and when you drop because there's just silence i think it's a random delay but man i was giggling like a crazy person when that when that happened every time so i i still think rise of, rise of the resistance is one of the most i don't know it's definitely one of the most complex attractions of Walt Disney World but it's certainly i i love that there is a lot of acting that happens with the cast members because you have the first order person that comes into the transport ship after you get, you know, caught in the tractor beam. And then you have all the first order people in the star destroyer. And then, you know, you go through the thing and you have the, um, all the different effects and the drop and everything. And so there's so much that happens and it's just, it's a very complex, very, I don't know. It's just, it's great. It's, it's really good. And every time we wrote it, we had a really good mix of experiences. All of the first order people really bought in. Um, and yeah, it was really good, really good. Uh, so I, again, rise of the resistance. We hadn't written it since day one. Um, but it was, it was really nice. Um, that so rise same, of the resistance, still a, still a good attraction. Yes. Uh, while we were waiting for Rise, I made us a Genie Plus, you know, whatever for Rock and Roller Coaster, and so when we got off of Rise, we rocked over, we walked over to Rock and Roller, and got all the way. So, so the first thing that happened was uh, we walked in, didn't stop walking at all until we got in the pre-show room, and the pre-show was just kind of going on a loop, and they just had the doors open. <laughs> so take as much much or as little of the pre-show as you would like. Yeah. And it kept on, kept on doing the thing where it's like, ladies and gentlemen, the you know whatever has come to a stop. Please keep your you know arms and legs in the vehicle, and this thing will start without warning. And I'm sitting there going, "What's happening?" Because I know that this roller coaster gets all of its energy from the launch, right? So there's no, there is no roller coaster trains sitting at a brake station waiting to go again. If the if it has to stop, you're done. And it's like 10 minutes and then one roller coaster, one train goes. And then there's another one gets loaded, sits at the launch area, 10 minutes goes by, then they go. And then a roller coaster train comes through empty and the first row has both the restraints up. And like a, a engineer worker guy gets in it and he's like, he's sitting in the front row. He's fiddling with the restraints a lot. And I'm like, uh, are they having a restraint issue on rock and roller coaster? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Because that's found that sounds super safe. I don't know if I'm interested in this. And so then that guy rides alone. And after that, no train goes again. And we're just standing there. We stood there for probably twenty minutes and a lot of people left the line. A lot of people just said, No, thank you, and left. Um but no train ever comes into the load area again. That guy never comes back. And finally they told us Rock and, and Roller man, Coaster's closed. Walt Disney. <laughs> so we walked, we got ev- uh, evacuated. We we got, you know, led backstage to um basically the unload area. And that dude still wasn't there. And so while they were loading the, you know, use it anywhere fast pass onto our magic bands, I asked the girl, where's that guy? And she said, he's actually stuck. He's two trains back, stuck, waiting to come into the unload area. And I was like, that poor guy. Like, uh, I I assume eventually they're going to get him off of there. But yeah, right now he's, you know, sitting there two trains back waiting to enter. Right now he's on his phone playing some candy crush right waiting and collecting a paycheck so but you know, yeah we, i mean it, so we it got, could be worse we had to leave we got a um use it anywhere fast pass that was not usable at tower of terror slinky dog dash or mickey and minnie's runaway railway hey so, congratulations you're you're now learning how the use it anywhere uh cancellation uh genie plus reservations work we could use it at Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, or Rise, obviously. Um, we could use it at Rock and Roller Coaster or Smuggler's Run or Beauty and the Beast, the stage show, I guess. I don't know, but that was a basically... It was basically well, worthless you at Hollywood Studios. You could have also used it at uh, Toy Story Midway Mania or Toy Story, Mid- Toy Story Mania, as it is now known. But the uh, thing about Star those Tours. is you can use them at any park. And because it was so late that night, it was applicable the next day. Ooh. Yeah. So it now was that's intriguing to yeah, me. Because we had the lightning lane for like eight thirty to nine thirty. And so it was so late that the thing was applicable the next day. And so we used it at well, the next day was Hollywood Studios, so we used it at Hollywood Studios. But we could have used it anywhere. Um right. the next day. So yeah, that the next day at Hollywood Studios, we did go ahead and use it at Rock and Roller Coaster when it first opened, um, and then we did Mickey and Minnie again, Indiana Jones. We waited in standby for Slinky Dog, which Slinky Dog Dash again is like just such a good roller coaster. It is very smooth. It's fun. It's got you know be like two different segments. And I, I can't say enough good things about Slinky Dog. Um, it was really good. We had dinner at Mama Melrose, uh, which was, the food was pretty good. Um, I probably won't eat there again, but the food was good. It just wasn't Jeremy, like Jeremy, you're dead to special. me. No, it just no, wasn't I, special. I, get, I 100% get that. But Brad, after Mama Melrose, we saw Fantasmic. And, and was it Fantasmic? Literally everything about Fantasmic has been upgraded. Everything. The water screens are better. There are lasers now that project laser things onto the mountain, and it was like they're really good. Um, the sound is like deafening. I mean, it is 
highly upgraded sound. Um, the new show scenes are super duper good. They, my fear was that the added length would just be video, but there is no, it's half and half. There is more video, but they're in interspersed in that more video. There is more actual actors, you know, and character work in there. Um, the only negative I have is they did no work to uh, naturally transition into or out of the additions. It is very clearly the old show, and then they just stop it and start the new stuff. And then all of a sudden, everything turns into high-res or something. Yeah, and then when the new stuff ends, it is just a very abrupt change back into the old show. Like, no care was taken to change to transition other than that phantasmic is 100 percent better absolutely better what they took out was the um the in the pocahontas segment mm-hmm. where they're the the dig 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 that part is gone yeah but they have added they left pocahontas in so pocahontas is still in there and then there's a segment with Elsa, obviously. Um, there are because everything needs Elsa now, right? And and other there are other princesses that the it starts with video, and then the actual princess is on stage doing you know doing stuff, and then it switches back to video and intros the next princess, and then she is on stage, and so on. You know, you go through. I think there's four or five of them, and so you get. You get a lot of video, but you also get a lot of of actual people. Again, I I ten out of ten loved the new Fantasmic. Um, everything is better. I'm so glad it's back. I'm so glad they didn't just scrap it. Um, I'm super stoked. The next day was our day off. We got up. We went to the Riviera on the Skyliner. Had coffee. And then went to Sanaa and had lunch. And again, Brad, Sanaa, been sleeping on that one, I guess, because Sanaa rules. Wait, was oh, that your first time at Sanaa? Yes, it was. Okay, I've been I've been pimping Sanaa I on know. this podcast for a long time. I know. So you have, you have no excuse for that, I'm buddy. I'm so sorry, because Sanaa rules. And we got... I just... I'm... I want to talk about the food, but I will say Claire and I got so stuffed, just disgustingly full and got the bill and it was $60, which at Disney world is unheard of. Yeah. That's, that's nothing at Disney. So yeah, but we got the bread service and the guy was explaining all the dips and he said, yeah, and this one's real hot. And I said, oh, cool. I love hot stuff. And he said, okay, yeah, great. Um, and then like, five minutes later he comes out and he's like this is the special secret sauce and it's got (laughs) ghost chilies in it so be careful um but so he gave us the ghost chili sauce and i was like you know i'm gonna try it obviously i ate it it was hot but like not burn your mouth hot um which is which is really exactly what you want in that sort of situation yeah you want them to say hey here's something that's gonna be tasty it's gonna be spicy but it's not going to kill you yeah, so I ate, you know, I got a little piece of naan, put that sauce on there, boom. The The bread service is 
I know everybody knows this, but I will just say the bread service at Sanaa is 100% necessary. Got to do it. It is great. Um, I put that sauce on that one piece of bread and I was like, oh, that's really good. So I started eating it, you know, as a regular rotation once I found out my favorite sauces. Um, It's not a mouth burner, but it apparently does like raise your internal body temperature because Brad, I kid you not, for like two hours hours after that i was sweating like i had just run a marathon i sweat through my shirt just from eating that sauce because we after we did that you know sanaa they have that um i don't remember what they call it but there's like a section of mains and then a section of like sides right and you know you're supposed to pick two you can pay like 10 bucks more and pick three and just share it and so we got butter chicken pork vindaloo and i don't remember what the side was it wasn't super great but so we did that um and ate all that none of that was really spicy but as i'm like sitting there sweating like i've just you know competed in the sweating competition i don't know like like i just like i just ran yeah, the, a, an the ultra super, marathon the super sweating competition as we all know but the guy like our i was sweating so much that our waiter was like you ate all of that didn't you and I said, yeah, <laughs> I did. You brought it, didn't you? What were yeah. you expecting? And he was like, yeah, it's really hot. And I was like, yeah, it, it sneaks up on you too. And he was like, yeah. So anyway, Sanaa is uh, incredible. Like, I So where did they, did you guys get a window seat or did they set you more towards like the center of the restaurant? We were in the center of the restaurant with very clear views of the windows. Oh, perfect then. So we could see giraffes and zebra as we were eating. Um but we were not on the window. I mean, that's, but that's like a really good spot. I feel like to be in, but we hung out at animal kingdom lunch for like an hour after mm-hmm. and just sat outside. There was nobody there. I mean, we sat out on the little terraces with the rocking chairs. Yeah. Like isn't an hour. it wild how nice that is? And like, and no one was there. Everybody's just, yeah. The line for, meanwhile, the line for Kilimanjaro safaris is an hour. Uh huh. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> no one is here. And there's, I'm like a hundred feet from a giraffe. So yeah, we hung out at Animal Kingdom Lodge for a while. And this, you know, that was the, the nice thing about having no park tickets for a day. It was like, yeah, you know, we went and ate lunch at Sanaa, hung out, digested a little bit. And then we went over to uh, Swan and Dolphin and played mini golf at Fantasia Gardens. And that was also really good. I was about to say, so that is, that is something that I have, thought about doing so many times but have never done it so they have two courses there's one course and this is the one that claire and i did that is like a mini golf course that has uh-huh. you know windmills and little you know dinky things and stuff and then there's one that is another it's another 18 hole course they got 36 holes at fantasia gardens the other Man, one they, they aren't playing at that thing yeah the other one is like long putting like really like quite long like the the holes have flags in them because you can't see the hole from where you you know quote tee off but they have like bunkers and uh you know the fairway and the rough and stuff and like the the other course is serious and we i didn't get to play that so that one's so that one's more of miniature golfing yes that would be i would not mini golf i would say yeah well so I would say that one's mini golf, and the the one that we did was you know putt putt golf. 
Yes. Okay. That's Maybe fair. you know I don't I don't know if that if that's a, a differentiation that exists, but yeah, it was really fun. I mean the the putt putt course with the little silly things is fun. There's a lot of you know water effects and stuff that are nice, and and we had a really good time. Um, next time I'm gonna you know maybe I'll just go by myself and play the really long one or see if Claire wants to walk around with me or something. But yeah, the long one sounds good. Um, that night California Grill. Uh, I don't you know not much to say about California Grill. The food was really really good. Um, drinks were good. We had reservations that started an hour before fireworks. So Claire went and grabbed us a spot while I was paying the bill on the, uh, on the balcony area to watch the magic kingdom fireworks. Right. So we pretty much timed it perfectly to be able to watch the fireworks after dinner. But yeah, the, I mean, what can you say? California grill is very, very good food. I don't, I don't, I don't really, you know, I got sushi, I got pork tenderloin and a creme brulee. Claire got a steak and a chocolate tort and it was all just really great. The ambiance is fantastic. We sat next to some really nice people we had a conversation with. I can't recommend California Grill enough. I love that place so much. And after my last visit, I think California Grill's a, a restaurant. <laughs> Um, I did not. So the, the next day we went to DHS again. Um, I, I have not talked much about tower. Um, tower was closed literally all day. The day we were there, uh, on Tuesday. So the, the day that I just talked about, you know, being evacuated off of rock and roller, you know, line or whatever, um, tower was closed that whole day. And, uh, spoiler alert, we got to ride tower one time. Because we went to DHS the next on Thursday, so the next day, and um, rope dropped Tower because we were freaking out that we weren't going to get to ride Tower because it had been down. It was down all day Tuesday, half a day Wednesday, and so we got on it, and everything seemed to be going smoothly until we got to the end of the Fifth Dimension Room, and then right as the doors opened to the elevator shaft the car stops. Oh, P- no. Pitch black, the car stops. And I was... I, okay, first of all, I was getting a little annoyed because everybody was, like, making jokes. And I was like, just stop talking. Just shut up. Everyone's like, oh, hey, how's everybody going? You Should I turn on my flashlight now? And I was just like, please don't turn your phone flashlight on. I was getting a little excited that we were going to get evacuated out of that room because I would love to see what the process of backstage from there getting and evacuation how to get you back down. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, uh, the show never stopped. Eventually, I heard the elevator car like come slot into its spot, and then our car started, and we went into the elevator carriage and did the you know drop sequence and everything and then when we got to the bottom it stopped again and didn't move for a long time like five minutes and then finally it backed up and moved us to unload and as we're walking down the path to leave claire walks into the bathroom and as she's walking to the bathroom i hear uh, Tower of Terror is experiencing technical difficulties and it is now closed and it did not reopen that day. 
So I assume oh. that Claire and I had the last ride wow. on Tower of Terror for that day. And that was the last time we got to do it. So I don't, and it's already operating at half capacity because one half of it is closed for refurb. Right. So I feel so extraordinarily lucky that I got to do it at all because, yeah, it closed after we got off of it and did not reopen on any day we were at DHS. That's that's kind of crazy. I mean, yeah. you, you really lucked out there, buddy. Yeah. And so the rest of that day we, you know, did all the DHS things. We had dinner at homecoming at, uh, at Disney Springs, which I know we didn't get the Hallelujah Biscuits, but I did get Art's fried chicken, and it was really, really good. Um, Claire got... Oh, what did she get? I don't, I don't remember what she got, but we got thigh-high chicken and biscuits for an appetizer. Also mm-hmm. very good. Very, very good. I mean, not a hallelujah biscuit, but, but I mean, it's it, you you make it work with what you can get, <laughs> so fair enough. So, I, as always, Homecoming was a hit. Um, the next day was Magic Kingdom. Uh, that day, we hit Tomorrowland and Fantasyland. Pretty much like wall to wall um because that was our last magic kingdom day and uh we just wanted to make sure we did all that splash mountain that was after the closing day had been announced i think so this was a friday and i think on that thursday they'd announced that it was closing on january 23rd um so we were like okay well we got to we got to ride it again so i made a lightning lane reservation for it and we walked over there and it was 101 and so you know we were like you know whatever we'll just give it you know 15 20 minutes and the lightning lane turned into one of the use anywhere ones so i got on the app and made another lightning lane for splash mountain and then that one came and that one turned into a use anywhere long story short uh, Splash didn't reopen for a couple of hours, and we ended up with four Use Them Anywhere say, lightning many? lanes. Because yeah. <laughs> as they transitioned into the Use Anywhere, I just kept making them for Splash. I was like, I'm going to ride Splash Mountain as much as I can. Um, and You're like, you can keep telling me no, but I'm just going to keep saying yes. Yeah. So we did that, and um, we ended up only getting to ride it one time. It did eventually reopen, but we did ride it once. And that was it. Never going to get to ride Splash Mountain again. Which is kind of a bummer. Sad. So let me ask you, what condition was Splash Mountain in when you when you wrote it? Because I didn't notice a lot of the lighting issues that you that you described. Uh-huh. We wrote it three times. We wrote it twice the day the first day we were there and then once the the second day we were there i did not notice the lighting problems that you did well that's good there were many animatronics that are supposed to move that weren't but i only knew that because so i've just it. Like, a lot just a lot of sleepy boys like the turtle that you know has the water shooting on his shell and he's supposed to kind of like move up and down uh-huh he was just chilling he was down the whole time um like i said he was a sleepy boy yeah other than that i don't know i mean maybe overall it was a little too dark but i didn't notice like you know you had said there were specific lighting cues that you saw that 
were, you know, obviously wrong. I would say the only lighting that maybe I noticed was like wash lighting, you know, like maybe there was supposed mm-hmm. to be a, a wash light that was not on. And so you had to get much closer to the show scene to see it than you would normally. But there weren't any cues or anything that I felt like were missed. Um, the zippity doo well, scene at the end was great. Uh, the drop was really good. They have it tuned to get you real wet now. I, I don't know how they do that, but I know that there is a way for Splash Mountain to be tuned to get the rider wetter or not because there have been times I've been on Splash and I don't get wet at all. And every time I rode it this trip... I got very, very wet, no matter if I was in the front or the back or whatever. So they have something about the ballast in the logs or something is tuned to get you wetter than, you know, normal. But I I assume that's because everybody knew it was closing and they want you to have as good of a time as you can. Which you you appreciate because you want to have as good a time as you can too. Yeah. So that night we had dinner at Chefs de France in Epcot. And the food was good. There was way too much of it. Um, It was like the portions were so egregiously large that, I don't know, I I, I wouldn't eat there again. Uh, The food wasn't great. Uh, We did the prefix menu where you get, you know, one of everything. And, um, you know, I got... I got escargot for an appetizer and it was really good. And then I got beef bourguignon and it was, it tasted good in the creme brulee for dessert and it was good, but it was just, there was so much of it and it was so rich Mm -hmm. that I don't, I don't know. I mean, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't great. I'm glad we ate there, um, but I, I probably would not eat there again. Well, so let me ask you this. Do you think you might do it if it wasn't, if it wasn't prefix anymore and you could just, Maybe no. just go get a main or something like that. Well, I don't know. I It's still... Uh, Claire got macaroni, and there was probably four dinners worth of macaroni. Cause the, so we, so we one, chose, one macaroni for the table, huh? Yeah. We chose to do prefix. Um, that was an option. Oh, okay. And okay. I, I can get into, like, I don't know how they're making money, because the prefix menu, if you choose all of the most expensive items... The prefix menu costs less than that, and you get a glass of wine. So I don't understand the prefix menu at Chefs de France as much um, because the portions are the same. I was looking over at people at people's tables and seeing what their portion size was versus what ours was. People that didn't do prefix, right? And the portion sizes are the same, so they are not giving you smaller portions if you do prefix. But yeah. I don't I don't really understand the the cost effectiveness of that um other than like you know the probably the food cost of macaroni is not very high and <laughs> the uh, Well let me let me head down to the Kroger and Yeah. The, yep, uh, it's it's pretty cheap. You know, it's a $30 main course that probably has like $5 worth of food cost. So I guess they're making it right. up somewhere but anyway, yeah, I uh, uh Chef's de France was just fine. Just fine, but I'm not looking to eat there again um all right we're wrapping up now the next day was second to last day we ate lunch at space 220 which again food was fine the atmosphere and ambiance is incredible 
And I, you got to eat there once. That that would be my thing. If you eat there and you don't care for the food as much, dude, that place is so cool. And let me tell you, they are very bought in. I think it's new enough that the people aren't so jaded, but man, they are so bought in that you're in space. They were like, they were asking us like, have you, have you dined in space before? And they said they had, you know, space water. They said, congratulations on your um, anniversary. And they brought us two glasses of Prosecco, but it was purple Prosecco. So it was like this highlighter purple wine. And I mean, they are (laughs) so bought into being in space. Um, The menu is funny because it seems like it's more based on what puns they could think of than what uh, like an actual cuisine in space would make sense. Like like less about less about a chef putting together a a menu and more about hey this would be funny just imagine that we had this yes right marketing team to put together the menu got it yeah um the presentation was very good the plates were very thoughtfully laid out um the i got a old-fashioned that was pretty good um it's just it's not great the food isn't great but man you gotta at least experience it once because the little elevator ride up to space is well done um, the elevator ride back also, you know, well done. Everybody's super bought into it. No one ever even thought about breaking the character, you know, or breaking the show. Like it was great. I, I am super duper into space Two Twenty. I mean, so there is part of me that really wants to do it, but then there's the other part of me that you told me that they serve space water and space water is just reclaimed urine, and I'm not so sure I'm down about that aspect. Space of it. water does taste suspiciously like Orlando, Florida water. I will. Okay. I will oh, say wait, that. wait, wait, wait. So, so you're saying you're saying they're importing their water? Yes, from Orlando, apparently. Or they, or they have a lot of tourists from Orlando who come. Go to the toy man. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to go down this route anymore. I'm bailing out on the bit. Uh, yeah. No. I. I think. I think I want to try it. Like you said, for the atmosphere. Uh, yeah. At least. At least once. But I'm not terribly surprised by your impression of the food because I kind of wondered if that was going. If it was going to be something like that, where the what the experience is supposed to sell the meal rather than the food selling the meal. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It was, I I wasn't disappointed, but I don't really feel the need to go back. So take from that what you will. Um, Dinner, however, was at La Cellier and I definitely feel the need to go back there. Man, I think I must be basic because I see so many people down on La Cellier, and I guess I just don't have good taste buds because I still love La Cellier. Dude, we got the both of us got the filet of on course. the risotto, and yep, we got the whiskey Brussels sprouts. Oh, I haven't tried those, dude. It's like ten dollars to add them on, they're incredible. Drinks but are really see, good at problem, La Cellier. My problem is, I get the cheese soup. Yeah, see, we don't. We get the poutine. Ooh, I do. I do love some poutine. But we do poutine, and then two steaks, and then we added the Brussels sprouts, and then we shared the creme brulee for dessert. That's a that's a pretty nice meal right there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, LaCellier never disappoints. That day we rode Cosmic Rewind again. But other than that, I mean, I'm I'm trying not to walk you through every second of every day. Um, and then the, we the, walked around the World Showcase, the, and we the couldn't next, see anything because there were big barges in our way. Oh, man. They look so much smaller in pictures, Brad. I yeah okay so you they're so okay. much bigger than they than I thought so, yeah I was about to say so two questions Jeremy the barges and the cosmic rewind show building now that you've seen both things in person clearly your thoughts on the barges is they're garbage and that's the that's the right thought to have we they're so it's oh god harmonious is a bad show we left in the middle of it. And we got on the Skyliner and actually had a better time watching the fireworks from the Skyliner because we left right in the middle of Harmonia. So we obviously had our own cabin and watched the fireworks from the Skyliner on our way back to Pop. And it was great. But unless you're standing dead center at American Adventure or the entrance to the World Showcase and you can see the big ring harmonious is trash and i i don't i i cannot remember if i ever thought anything positive about it but now that i've been there for it no it's not a good show i'm glad it's going away the guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind show building is not a big deal but it is not invisible and it does stick oh, out like a yeah, sore thumb it's a- yeah, no, it's a hundred percent. I never, I don't think I ever said it was invisible. No, but just it's, that it 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 merges into white noise into the every background. time I see. Well, my problem is every time I see it, I think about you, and I think of it's a joke to me now. Every right. t- every like anytime my eyes even like scan across it, I'm like, oh, what building? You know, like I just I can't. That building's a joke to me. I can't. As I say, ever, you can't. You can't separate it from the podcast. I can't ever. Point. Yeah, I can't ever look at it without it being funny. So no, it's not a big deal. Um, last day, Sunday, we had reservations at Kona. We got our Kona reservations. That's our tradition. But the credit card machines everywhere. Walt Disney World on Sunday, December fourth, for like an hour and a half could not accept credit cards so they so they let you eat for free dude what an amazing deal no they told me hey there's a atm machine (laughs) over across the way that is no but not great even though we had packed our magic bands you know in our suitcases um we could still use the phone app or the apple watch you know thing oh good good so yeah. we paid with that, and you know it was same as a, a credit card. But um, right. Oh, I forgot to say we used Lyft to get from Pop to um, uh, the Poly because I called to do the to the Magic Kingdom, and then well, I called and I asked him like, "How are we supposed to get our bags if we have you know reservations? How do we get our bags from here to Poly?" And they said, "Oh, you can take them on the bus." And I was like, really? You can take them on the bus? I thought that luggage was not allowed on Walt Disney World Transportation. But we had, every time we went to Magic Kingdom that trip, the bus for Magic Kingdom was so miserably full that I was like... I was a, that's what nah. I was about to say. Like, I mean, 
in theory, you might be able to take luggage on the bus, but you don't want to take luggage no. on the bus. So after we thought about it, I looked up in the Lyft app, and it was like $16 to get from Pop to Polly. And I said, okay, that's worth it. And so that morning, we get all packed up and ready to go. I open the Lyft app, and it's like 28 bucks to get from Pop to Polly. And I said, what that the good old, heck? That good old surge pricing well, or whatever. And then, yeah, I was like, that's a lot of surge, man. It's Sunday morning. What the heck? And so I was like, Claire, I don't know about this, you know? And she was, you know, she was still getting ready. So I closed the app, you know, went went about my business. And then I opened it again, and it was 25 bucks. And I was like, okay. And Lyft doesn't tell you, like, this is surge pricing or anything. Um, so I waited a little longer. We left the room and started walking towards the, you know, lobby. And I opened it again, and it was 19 bucks. And so I was like, okay, well, waiting 10 minutes saved us $10 on this ride. And so then I booked it, and within five minutes, the dude was waiting for us at the at the pop, you know, main lobby. And then you said, Claire, I'm an idiot. If I would have waited 15 more minutes, it would have been, like, free. Yeah. And then so we we went and had had breakfast, and, and it just – Lyft is so handy. But – the sixteen, the the nineteen dollar ride from Pop to Polly was forty five dollars if we'd taken a minivan. So again, I I love the idea of minivans, and I know I've said you know charge me more and I'll pay it, but I won't. Now that I've actually say, seen yeah, how much more it is, nah. the the number of times that you were like, oh yeah, dude, I would totally pay that. I would, t-, and I was always like, nah, I ain't paying that. Well, you what I'm that saying, kind of money out of me. if the if the difference is. 50 bucks if it's 250 dollars for me to take mirrors connect or 300 for me to take a minivan i'm gonna do it but that is before i realized that it's 100 to do lift you know it, it's a third it's literally a third the price to just lift and most most of these lift drivers you know they're listening to their headphones you know or whatever like it's not a big deal like the whole time going from the airport to pop and from Polly back to the airport, Claire and I were just talking and it was as if we were, you know, driving our own car. Like it doesn't matter. And so minivans are probably great, but I will never know because it's literally five to 10 times as much money to take a minivan. And uh, that's just crazy. So after, after Kona, we took a lift back to the airport. There was no wait at the Southwest ticket counter. We waited like 20 minutes through security, and that was it, man. Then we came home, and that was it. That was the trip. And that was your Disney trip. So now you've been through 10 days worth. I will say that I don't think we'll ever get as many tickets as we have days there again because having a day the first day the last day and a day in the middle at least is so nice i would even say like going for 10 days having five days of park tickets is probably fine because having 
the complete lack of stress and just being like feeling free to not worry about what we're going to do and and not really rush around and and have to worry about doing everything was really nice. So, I I was, you know, I I figured it would be fine having 7 days of tickets and 10 days of being there, but I would even say 7 is too many. So, I don't know if if 5 is too few, but I would be willing to try. Um honestly, I I will tell you that I feel like Seven is still a good number because the savings is pretty, you know, minimal. Right. After seven, it's like $14 a day or something, you know. Right. And so I would say even like if you can ever and it's a it's hard to to make this to make your brain work like this. But if you can get to a point where you can say, you know what, just because I have a ticket doesn't mean that I have to go all day. Yeah. Like I could literally go to the only thing that we might do tonight is we may go to Epcot and eat dinner yeah. this evening, you know, and, and essentially we just bought entrance to go to, uh, you know, to be able to go to La Cellier or something like that, which I, again, yes, I, well, I do and- recognize as a little bit bonkers, but you know, and maybe you grab a spaceship earth, uh, you know, while you're there or something or, and, and when you know, I go say through living, when I say fourteen dollars, oh, we didn't talk about behind the seeds, dude. We didn't talk about behind the seat. Like I literally, as I was saying that, I'm like, wait, <laughs> behind the seeds was more. so good. Behind the seeds was so good. It is again well worth it. Um, well, we I mean, got it's to, only well only, but Disney only thirty five dollars, right? Yeah, per person. It was an hour long. We got to eat cucumbers that were grown in the land pavilion. Uh, we. Claire fed the tilapia. It was so fun. I mean, and I don't want to ruin it. There's a lot of stuff that you, you know, won't hear unless you do it. I don't want to tell you like some of the jokes and stuff, but uh, behind the seeds, man, especially if you like living with the land behind the seeds is great. It was so much fun to get to walk around in those uh, greenhouses and just hear about like, the the boat ride tells you like we have innovative techniques but to have someone tell you what the techniques are was awesome i mean they have a technique where they're hanging plants the the roots are hanging in the air and they just move them through misters that are misting water and nutrients which onto the roots which, i mean we've all seen when we take the boat but i'm guessing you actually get some insight into how that all works and yeah everything. and like how the you know spoiler alert the people who work there every day have to come through and like change the bands on them to keep the roots from hitting the walls and stuff and like you get to see the people who are in the the hilariously named NFT, the nutrient film technique. Um, we got to watch them harvesting lettuce and like moving the lettuce around and how they, you know, how they grow tomatoes and they, they grow tomatoes in a way that all of the ripe tomatoes are like, they start out at the very top unripe. And then at the bottom they're ripe. And so the people who harvest the tomatoes just like have these stools with wheels and they just roll around and harvesting the tomatoes. I mean, it was so interesting 
to just hear all of these things. And like the tour guide has a microphone and everybody gets a little earpiece. So even if you're in the very back, the tour guide is talking in your ear and you can hear what they're saying and stuff. I mean, behind the seats is awesome. And I'm sure depending on who your tour guide is, uh, it's, you know, different, but I, it was so much fun to, to get to go backstage at, at living with the land that I would, I would highly recommend it. Well, I, I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to do it because you know, it's, I don't think it's something I'd want to do with the kids because I don't no, think they would probably be interested. Not. Yeah. But, but the next time that maybe we take my family so that we can, you know, have some babysitters, uh, I, I would still love to love to take advantage of that. And I'm glad to hear that you felt like it was worth it. I will say Claire was very skeptical and she really just wanted to do it cause I did. And at the end she was happy she did it. So, so it even, it even convinced Claire it won her over. Well, that'll do it for this one. That's a long one, huh? Even if, <laughs> uh, even if we split that one up, still pretty long. Sorry, everybody. Um, you can Jeremy, on, Jeremy talks a lot. It's just how he is. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, have a magical day.